0: Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories, Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Talk about the problems within our society, Black Lives Matters, our current happenings, and what we could do to implement change. Um uh, let me let me just take them on and uh and get this conversation for it uh, to happen. Hello, Liz.
1: Hello there. Hi. Hi,
2: uh, how's everything?
0: Good, good. It's been a minute, isn't it? I think nine is on mute. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Am I audible enough?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. you are. Perfect. You are definitely Liz. How how have you been? Uh good to have you back.
2: Yes, it's been a while. Uh, I've been doing okay. Um, I'm writing my thesis, so it's been a hectic few weeks with all the quarantines and schools being shifted to online. But it's 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 going well. It's getting better and better. So yeah.
0: Good, good. I
2: saw I saw the
0: study scenery and I was like, oh, we're interrupting our study week. <laughs> we're stealing yeah. uh, some, some 30 minutes of your time.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine to get a, a, let's say, a pause from doing it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And how has how this uh, quarantine season uh, been treating you? It's been almost four months already.
2: Yeah, it's, I think in the beginning, it was like, I was going crazy, in my in my house, I was like, this 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 is not it. I would like stare outside. And I would catch myself staring at my window for like <laughs> twenty five minutes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> oh, no. um, but I think now it's like getting used to it a little bit, and because we have like more possibilities now, it's not as psychologically um, damaging. I think, but. Yeah, it's it's been manageable. I, I can see that I've been lucky. I've hear heard other stories that have not been as good, but yeah, for me it's been manageable.
0: And staring out of the window every now and then. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it, love it. Uh, Nene, how are you? Good to have you. Good to have you back.
3: I'm good. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me also.
0: Great, great. How has been your Sunday?
1: Isn't this his first um, appearance? I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you on
3: here, Nene. Thank you for coming. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Johnny. You're good it's, brother. Yeah. <laughs> My Sunday has been, um, it has been good. Just um, trying to work on some few school assignments and all that. And also um, do some few stuff for work. So basically, yeah, but it has been relaxing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how has the quarantine season been keeping you?
3: Well, um, I would say I have really not experienced the quarantine season, like staying at home, working from home and all that, because uh most of my time, even though school, I, I, I couldn't go to school and most of our lectures was on uh Microsoft team. But with work, I was almost every now and then like at work. Yeah. Yeah. At the office or, I mean, at the... No, You're at the office. office. Yeah, inside, inside, yeah, at the office.
0: Right, so you have been slightly adapting, but you've been okay.
3: Yes, please.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> for, for some reason, the the staring out of the window that Liz uh, mentioned, it, it <laughs> sounds quite relaxing. It does. I, I would have loved to do the same, really. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, have any of you uh, been been demonstrating? I know it's been this last, you know, couple of weeks with the Black Lives Matters and George Floyd. You know that thing happening. Has any of you be- demonstrated? Have you caught wind of what's what's been going on?
2: Um, I have not. I've been keeping up to it with it. I've been. I've had some friends go demonstrate, um, um, but I've not because I was. Um, I think prioritizing finishing my thesis um, yeah. even though it was like a very different mental state because my mind was like okay this is going to be a protest now because I'm like okay let me try to finish this part and if I finish I can go But and it wasn't realistic um, sure. but I have been I have been keeping up with it, I've been following it um, but I prioritize just staying at home and like finalizing um, the projects I need to finalize
0: yeah yeah making a change making that specific change by actually getting you know the the educational uh, goals done and uh making cha- change in your environment let me just yeah. uh put it that way
2: yeah exactly right.
0: right what about you nene
3: yeah um i would say physically i'm um, um i wasn't protesting but virtually with my words on social media and all that yes i was um actually um engaged in that and um I I was also following um, what was going on, so yeah. I I also had a lot on my plate, you know, with regards to school and then also with work. So physically, I I couldn't protest myself, but yeah. I've been very active on social media, you know, throwing words in day in and day out, and you know, trying to you know um, have a voice out there to contribute to what is already ongoing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I must, I must say that I think this is a, a very interesting period. Uh, not just that video, because uh, especially in the in the states has been going on for years, you know. But really now, just the the time lapse in which all of these videos are are coming out. You know what I mean? That this this person being shot here and then. Uh, this other white woman, who you know, um, did you see that video? Who actually uses her power and says, uh, "I'm going to call the police," and uh, tell them there is an African American man bothering me and my dog, <laughs> which is just absolutely crazy. Just the the time lapse in which these videos are are dropping, and also to see that you know, Black Lives Matters, which was around for a while is now being pushed to the forefront and we even have uh, the support of so many, you know, diverse people as in terms of um their background, you know, their uh, country of origin. It's it's now that, you know, black people are protesting without not just black people. That's just pretty much what it is. Did, did any of you expect to see this? What what is your take on that? Mm-hmm. You
2: can go, you can
0: go okay, um,
3: Well, Well, with, with the issue of racism, I actually, um, what I realized was that um, it's not really um, black people against white people, but it is um, everyone against racism. So that was one thing um, I, I, I realized about it. So, yeah, yeah, basically, basically, because I also had um, white friends who were actually protesting against that, you know, and when this issue came up, um, it's it sound a bit weird, you know when i when I get to work, you know there um, some want to engage me into the talk about um you know what is going on, but I just choose to keep a distance and not talk about it and talk about something else because um yes, it's you we do have some who who it's obvious per character you could actually um see it, but others too are. You know they, they 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 feel they feel what is going on. It's more like um, an additional virus that is that is uh, that has added added up to this coronavirus thing. So it's like okay, um, these people this this class of people actually um, 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 experiencing two pandemics. Okay, it's like a pandemic and another pandemic. So so yeah, then. I've had a discussion actually with one or two people concerning this issue, not with blacks, but then with um, other fellow um, colleagues who are white actually. And uh, my conclusion that I drew from that was that uh, it's actually not a black versus white something, but it is everyone versus um, racist. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I have, it was like in the
2: beginning it was like a phase of shock. I was like, I didn't expect it because, like, if you look at historically, this is not something that has been happening. Like, there were, like, if you talk about the civil rights movement in the US, there were some, um, white people there, but they were part of the minority. But like some of the people that went, black people that went to the protest, they would recollect and say like, there were a lot of white people that they were even shocked about it. Um, So yeah, I think it was a a moment of shock and there were different reasons why people were seeing that was happening. Um, yeah. One is because we're in this time where a lot of people have like free time, let's say, because of the corona, people can are more um, active in seeing these things. Um, the second part was like that that, that video of George Floyd that that was so traumatizing and so emotionally, um, yeah, tangible that people felt the need to do something. Um, and of course, there's the side of skepticism that people just want to go out and people just want to. Um, use the protest as a way, way to, to, to escape their um quarantine or people just see this as a as a trend that like it's gonna mm-hmm. it's popular right now so we can just participate and not be in trouble. Yeah. See like, oh you're you're not um pro black people. We just wanna participate and like in the spectacle, let's say. So mm-hmm. there's different reasons why people are seeing, but I think it's it is a shock. Um we'll see if the shock results in, like, change or if it's just, like, a, a trend
0: or, or, yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Donnie, what do, you, what do you think? What was your, did you did you expect it? You as a true Pan-African, uh, did you expect for the people that are partaking in resistance, being so diverse?
1: Um, well, yeah, it would only make, uh, make sense that um, you have a lot of uh, people from other let's say um groups or nationalities to join um to join the effort i mean here this is amsterdam like you know it's, uh, it's uh, there are so many uh, other, um other um individuals or actually groups yeah. within this city um, yeah. and yes when i was there yeah um i was also let, let's say overwhelmed by the uh, uh, participation of of the of, of the other groups, as well as the participations of people from our own, so even you know the the, the, the black community they really showed up, um, which was very positive and backed by the other group it, you know it made it more I think so that's that's the bigger impact or let's say the bigger um, essence of um, um, the demonstrations going on now. Mm-hmm. than um, you know the previous ones is the fact that you know there is there is a huge um show up um maybe due to you know the the what what they said um the the free time and stuff that we have now during this pandemic that yeah. has allowed our group um to show up in that manner and then as well as also the you know the other uh, people from other groups who also show up in, bi- in, in big numbers. That combination um, is different than what we had seen before. And on top of that, also the virtual um, engagement and that also uh, uh, Brother Nene is active in. That is also with the social, me- social media and the free time that we have. It's just, you know, you see the message, you share it. Um, automatically someone else sees it, they share it. So. And you know it's hard to scroll past because eventually you get to see it from someone or whomever, and multiple times of the day. Um, so that's also um, been ongoing, and and it's bigger now than 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 we had seen um, seen before. Um, so you know that that is a big um, let's say takeaway, and it's a big it's a huge huge impact on 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 self really, um, not necessarily practical, but. You know, it. You, we can feel it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think also on social media, because uh, the social media thing really, I think I saw this, at, was it a report? They, they went on and showcased the demonstration in Paris, in um, uh, Amsterdam, of course. Uh, was it uh, Perth? I think it was London, you know, just outside of uh, the United States. Uh, of America what I'm thinking though is is it fair to say this is not a, a black and white thing because if we like regard where it's coming from you know which is like this old age problem right this old age way of thinking that has been embedded in into the into the system and at the end of the day we we black people are regarded as something because of the color of our skin you know it just um it just doesn't matter where we even look, if we look at who is at the bottom of society or any society, you just see black people. Do you think it's, it's fair um, you know, for us to say it's not a black and white thing?
2: Um, if I may, I, I think there is this feeling of wanting to have like this unity or not wanting to make people uncomfortable by mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, oh, it's not you, it's not you It's like, oh, there's there's other races out there. Um, yeah. And I think we've been doing that for a while just to not make white people uncomfortable, but like I think that it's it, we have to because it, it, in reality, it's not about black versus white. It's about white supremacy, and white supremacy can be everywhere. But the people that benefit from white supremacy are white people. The, those are the people that benefit from it. And those are the people that can dismantle it. We as black people, we can dismantle it. So they carry the responsibility of these these, these issues. So even though it's not personally black versus white, institutionally it is. Mm-hmm. So we need to, I think we need to stop considering white comfort above um, black um, existence because mm-hmm. We are dying. we we have less less access to opportunities. We have less access to to um, resources, to healthcare, mm-hmm. and we still are prioritizing our white friends' feelings and their their sadness or their happiness or their fragility over yeah. ourselves. So I get um, our it's like like the idea, but like at a certain time, I like I don't care. If it's like black against white, I I don't care if you're uncomfortable with that, or if it's like politically correct, because the cost of it is too too great.
0: What would you say, Nene? Because I would, because uh, you because you were more into you know uh, saying it's not really a black and white thing. Do you think it's fair if we if we let's let's say we look at it from like a white supremacy uh, uh, angle, which which it is. Basically what well,
3: um, well, I will start. I will start with. I um, will start by making this point: is um, sometimes you know when it happens like that, it's um, just as Byron said. I listened to when um, he was talking. It has to do with ignorance, and when ignorance sets in, you 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 act in a certain way. So I, I wouldn't, in, in as much as I said yes, it it is um it is not a black versus white something, but um those who suffer most are the blacks. Okay, there is no ways about that. Those who suffer most are the black. But mm-hmm. on the on the on the on the other hand, it is it boils down to ignorant because um, those there, what what if now they, um, they come to understand what actually it means, what uh, what actually these people are facing, what what it means to um, to give them the right or to to give them the opportunity that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe they have not come to such an understanding, and it takes it takes um, a whole um, different platform to educate them on that level because Mm -hmm. it it has to start it's something that actually starts from the root Mm -hmm. okay it starts from the root and it's traced back to history and um it's like it's something the um that has already been established and they all tread on that on that line and Mm -hmm. it just continues like that but what if um what started earlier was was settled was that that um how it, it emanated it was actually um Let's say that ignorance was actually curbed
0: mm-hmm.
3: it wouldn't have gone a long way to have an effect today mm-hmm. slavery we all talk about actually started in the past, even yeah. though now it's not really physical but it is it is now it, it even though it's not really physical but it is now um more of um a mental something it's more um attacking uh, black's emotion okay so uh for me, I think still it is yeah it is not black versus white thing it's not black versus white thing because not all the whites are ignorant not not all of them are ignorant some know some know and so you're saying
1: uh, so you're saying ignorance it ignorance kind of dissolves or um eliminates the white versus black factor or the white versus black um opposition in the in white supremacy. Are you saying ignorance Um, is the
3: when you when you that is when the ignorance is is taking out when the ignorance is is gotten rid of I believe that there will be that balance. But it is out of they are acting out of ignorance because they don't um I believe they don't really um understand what's what what, uh what it means or like should I say they don't really understand um the status of the black man of the black person mm-hmm. I don't know if, 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 but- if you get me
1: think can, think
3: yeah can I just
2: add one thing because like there's yeah. been articles written about this um Wecker and asset they wrote about ignorance and they called it smug in ignorance especially in the Netherlands ignorance is not an excuse for you to be innocent there is enough resources we all came up especially if you're black and you came up in like white institutions you have to have to a lot of unlearning and a lot of learning we all have we are accountable to our towards our knowledge there is no excuse for people to be ignorant you're choosing to be ignorant you're choosing to ignore these things just for you to feel comfortable that's why i see again it's just about oh they're ignorant they don't know why don't they know you can search these things there's that's why we have these things like there's they're here like you can, it's not like this information is inaccessible and they're, they're like, they choose like, they, I think you should read that 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 um, article about smug smug in ignorance but you're not just um, because you don't have access to knowledge, you're choosing to be ignorant. So that doesn't, that absolves you from innocence. You you do not but, get but, to be but, like, oh, I didn't know because it's there, the
3: information really is there. I, think- I would
2: agree, yeah.
3: It's a it's I a choice thing.
1: It's a choice, and they chose to be. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I actually right. I actually think um, um, with um, Nene, when when he's speaking of ignorance, he actually means the inability to, or the lack of empathy, really. So not necessarily not knowing that people are, let's say, you know, um, marginal uh, marginalized or people are being looked down upon or you know I mean bullying happens and you you can see someone um being bullied however, if you're not bullied yourself, you do not understand, and that's the thing you so know understanding so in in that sense yes um you know a lot of, of people outside of the community of of the of the black community or of the um or people within the white community they'd lack that understanding of um of of what these people are really going through so but still of of course that's not a, you know it's, it's not um uh, in my judgment or in my opinion it doesn't eliminate um the white versus um black opposition but here's the thing though because we speak of white supremacy so if we agree it's so white supremacy then it's so white versus something or white versus any other thing. Um, And so in my, uh, I think it's fair to say it's white versus black. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say, oh no, it's not. It's racism against the rest. Yeah, but that racism is the white supremacy that that we're facing today, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in a thousand years, It may be something else, yeah. Or two thousand years ago, there was still, let's say, um, differentiation or discrimination upon other characteristics, but race was not um, the factor um, till what thousand years ago, and then it started, or maybe um, less than five hundred years ago. Then you know it started in that manner. So that's what we are facing uh, um, with right now. So it's that racism that was created or the idea, the philosophy um, that was built um, as a center of white supremacy, that's what we're facing. So automatically, for for me, when you talk about racism, we have to say, all right, that's white supremacy. And we don't say supremacy. We say white White supremacy. supremacy. So, you know, it's inevitable um, to be like, you know, the, the discussion is white versus something else. Um, And yes, that that opposition is there. Just, um, you know, that's what we face. And that's the reality of things. Um, And I'm like, you know, people can disagree, but this is how, you know, I I see it.
0: Yeah, I would I would have to side with uh, with uh, with Lisa and uh, and and Donny, especially that last point that uh, that you made. Uh, the, actually, the comments, people are, like, firing uh, in the comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't
1: leave I it. I cannot,
0: I cannot leave it alone. Um, for those of you just tuned in, you're listening to uh, Africa on Focus, and this is Less Chat Africa, uh, a bi-monthly segment that comes on um, high radio as if you are listening uh, uh, today. And here is where we talk about topics that matter in our communities, uh, as it relates to global Africans. Shout out to Richie AT who is firing in the comment box. And uh, first of all, he is saying slavery never ended. Periods. Uh, it was rebranded and uh, uh, packaged in colorful wrap paper to fool those that can't see the past or the can't packaging. see past the packaging. What is your take on that? What do you What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I I I think that it's. I agree. I agree. I think that slavery has been shifted because slavery has always been an economic ideology. It's been an ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why slavery existed is because people justified um, black inferiority. People justified um, um, money over people over mm-hmm. humanity, um, and that still is. Prevalent, this mentality hasn't changed. Um, and the way that they manifested it is that they taught us, the ones that were enslaved, the ones that were oppressed, that to uphold these ideologies of slavery. Um, so I totally agree. Um, I was listening to a podcast and uh, um, about, yeah,
1: I, I disagree. Slavery, okay. slavery um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it you, you know, you can say it has been repackaged, but. You know, just by changing the the packaging of it, um, well, I mean the idea can be the same. However, we're not going to act like, or we're not going to compare today's slavery with what our ancestors was were going through. That's we just cannot do that. Um, it's the same that you can't. Um, let's say Jewish will not Jewish people or the Jewish community will not allow you to um, to compare a murder scene with. Holocaust or with um, with genocide, you just cannot do it. It's you know it's, it it devalues the 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 impact or the suffering um, that people went through physically and mentally without choice. Slavery now is probably you know because they they still claim it's slavery because. There's still oppression going on, and there's still this mental um, slavery through institutions or not going on. Fine. However, you cannot say it's. It, I would, you know, I just, I just can't sit back for people to still. It's slavery, and across times, and then because when we talk about slavery. Like, it's hard to point out that there is slavery going uh, going on right now, like um, you know, and that's and this is this the this, is the, this is the thing. Um, let's say the um, today's generation of white people have actually because we claim we are being oppressed, and they asking us show us the oppression then, right? And and that's the thing, right? Because you cannot show the literal. Oppression of going on your knees, do this, or watching um, your mom or dad being murdered in front of you, and you know those things you can't you can't show it. It has taken a different form. Mm-hmm. The idea may be the same, but slavery wasn't the idea. Slavery was a tool. So yes, it's you know it's fair to say that you know that idea of white supremacy is still now, but white supremacy is not slavery. Slavery it it has been. Well, ended. However, people may see, you know, there, there are some f- footage I'm um, showing up about, you know, some slave trade going on in the in the uh, um, in the Arab um, and North African uh, part of the of the globe. But you know, it's, it's hard to go somewhere and except in the um, penitentiary institutions to go out there in the in the world and still see slavery. It's, it's not there anymore. It's not used as a tool anymore. It, it's not even necessary to be used Necessary to be used as a tool anymore. Slavery is done, in my my opinion. And to still call it slavery, what we're facing now, is demeaning or is devaluing the impact or the suffering of those who really went through slavery, whether it was 400 years ago or 600 years ago or 1,000 years ago. Why? Because slavery has always been there. Racism, not. But slavery has been there, described in the bibles we, we which we believe that has been here for two thousand years or six thousand years right so it's it's there it's always been used um a message too and it's a practice. however, the idea that so that racist white supremacist idea that used or took slavery and just totally you know threw it in a different direction um and which I also um, push my 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 white, um, friends with when they say, "Yeah, but Donny, slavery—the white man did not create slavery; it's always been there." I get it. We Africans, you know, in, within tribalism, we are also enslaving um, 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 people from other tribes. However, the thing is, racism was not the philosophy upon which we practiced slavery. Racism is not the philosophy upon which um, slavery is, uh, is described in the Old Testament, and so that's you know that's that's the uh, the um, differentiation I, I need people to understand. And it's a mistake, and it's an ongoing uh, mistake and misunderstanding of slavery uh, of the philosophy of white supremacy and racism. When you when you mash those things up, you you just don't have a uh strong stand to stand on like people will yeah you know so it's 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 people really have to define things and upon that then the discussion the real discussions can also uh, um to uh, be held upon um the definitions that uh
3: that people come up with well yeah. um in a way i disagree because um i think slavery has been repackaged okay and um yeah. it's though it's not really um a physical thing that it's not really tangible but it is indirect that is what is happening now it is indirect even if um in in the corporate world even if you do your best there are, there are certain positions that are reserved for certain people OK, and no matter how hard you push, there is always this um, tag that as um, there is always this tag, smart slave. There is this smart slave who made this. There is a smart slave who did this. They never give you the credit as this person. And if if you realize on social media or oh, like things that actually goes when there is an invention, there is a way um, There's a way it's been defined on social media when it's an invention, and this invention has to come from, you know, a black man. And there's also a way they target when it's an invention from, you know, uh, um, from a white person. It's slavery hasn't ended. That's, it's a fact. It hasn't. Honestly, it hasn't, but it is just indirect. It is just an indirect thing right now.
1: Having it indirect, Mm -hmm. it changes a whole lot that's my point and um, being indirect with it again if you are going to say oppression fine if we so I, I think for with me it's more um, semantic so um, instead of using the word slavery I would say oppression
3: so how can uh, you take oppression out of out of that when you take, talk about slavery it's not is slavery not well, um, indirectly an oppression be, so how can you take and oppression and that Um, nullify, there is is, that it's not slavery,
1: no, because there is oppression in bullying, however, not everyone who bullies is a slave master, or um, you know, so we recognize there is oppression, and we even recognize there is oppression in when you when you um when you look up and down when you size in your person, like within the, the Ghanaian culture, when you look someone from top to bottom and up down it's like what are you trying to do right so that we recognize hey there is this um oppression or uh, um you know this someone is looking down upon you but we're not saying there's slavery going on you
2: but
1: know I so think, slavery is yeah
2: no i just i understand the idea of semantics and the idea of being careful with how we say things but at the same time yeah. um i Racism evolves. We, racism is not stagnant. It's the racism that existed in the 60s does not exist now. These institutions are not, they evolve because we create solutions. We create um, um, the civil rights movement. They create policies. But racism keeps evolving. As that, That's the same way with slavery. Slavery is an institution. If you see it as like the, 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 the reactions of the, the beatings and things like that, of course, you're gonna say that slavery doesn't exist. But if you look at it at an institutional level of like inequality, like not only um, racial inequality, the construction of race, racial inequality, gender inequality, um, violence, the use of violence, the, the the dehumanization. If you look look at all those characters, they didn't go away. If you if you not say yet. like oh, if you say if you consider slavery this the physical act of being beaten, yeah, of course. But if you look at it as an institutional oppression, if, because I believe that we again we tend to not want to call these things to radicalize, because then it's it's too oh you're crazy like slavery doesn't exist. But if you look at it as as an institution, it it didn't go away. Like it's still about. Yeah. Hierarchies is still about you are worth less, worthy because of who you are, because of the skin of your, the color of your skin, because of the gender that you you carry or you identify with. These things has not gone so away. The they have just evolved into new policies that create human rights, into new policies that that protect against um, these types of violence. People are being shot just because they're black. People yeah. are being we work like. 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, and we still can't find a viable um, living. We're still stuck in the system. We, yeah. we, 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 these institutions, these companies, they're not um, benefiting from, from Black labor, but they're benefiting from Black money. You know how many of these white institutions are existing because of our contributions that have shifted from labor to money? It's not, it's not that it's gone away. It's just transformed and adapted. It's become and it's become what you
1: still call it slavery though that's the yes, thing will you still call a, it slavery? or a, will a, you call it the oppression
2: no because it is the the institutions the institution in itself it is the stay still the same if you look about it's if you look at the elements of it if you look at the elements of slavery that is the idea of black inferiority the idea of um violence against black bodies the idea of um using black um black contributions to benefit from it
1: those things but, so that I, was an, but in, that's uh, the point no but, just, that, but just, that definition but that mm-hmm. definition mm-hmm. why it cannot contribute i mean they they are they're easiest and actually best response to give to this definition of slavery is we do not create slavery but well, the, no, no, wait. Saying... Just
2: just before, let me go back to, because you said that point already. There's a difference between the slavery that um, existed in the Bible and like historically in like the, the 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 Silk Road and things like that, and the the slavery that existed in like the 19, um, at the beginning of the 1600s. That is this that's why specifically in literature they call that channel slavery because nothing that existed before. In slavery, it was like that. Like in the slavery that existed in Africa, you can be a slave of a, of a household, but afterwards you can be part of the family. You can evolve, and you can be your kids will be taken care of. In the slavery that existed in the Atlantic slave trade, that was the creation of white supremacy that never existed before. Child slavery is something that was so inhumane and so devastating and so. Dehumanizing that it never existed before. Right. So when people say that they didn't create slavery, they created a slavery that was so dehumanizing and crazy that all the other types of slavery was like, nah, nah. Right. You, so you then
1: were, I think you... to be to be more specific to the issues of let's say to the you know to this um, conditions that we are in, instead of referring to it as slavery, maybe chattel slavery is is a is a better. Um, um, uh, you know, name for it. Why? Because this, you know, people who study law, you have to be precise what you are saying and what you are asking for. Again, if you if you want to ask for, for instance, reparations for slave trade or slavery, well, then we could ask for reparations now. Why? Because according to some, slavery is still going on. So then we should, um, you know, um, our kids should be asking for reparations of what we are going through. So, you know, we have to be more precise, otherwise these conversations, again, will, you know, we will just hoover somewhere. White people will listen to it and be like, well, this doesn't make sense, but what they're talking about has been here. It has nothing to do with us. <laughs> right? This is like <laughs> shaking ahead, head, like I don't even care about I that. don't care what white <laughs> people think.
2: Like honestly, they can think whatever they want. This is not about them. Like, yeah. because I understand yeah. your point. I understand the idea of semantics, um, I understand the point, but sometimes I'm talking about ideologies. I'm talking about the, the, the ideas of inferiority. That has not changed. And, like, if, if we can talk, I think it's, it's a valid point to say, like, as we evolve, and um, in order to create um, solutions that are specific to what we need now, we need to change our language. Language needs to evolve with it. I agree. But if you look at institutionalized, the ideology is the same. So I think we. Yeah, I think we're coming from different perspectives because I can, I can see your point. I can see your point. Right,
0: right. right. Same, same here. And um, uh, people are fuming in the comment box, uh, by the way, just to let, me, <laughs> let you all know. <laughs> um, a- anyway, for those of you tuning in, this is Let's uh, Chat uh, Africa. Where we as global Africans talks about uh, talk about matters arising in our community and uh, Black Lives Matters, uh, um, the incident or more than the incident, the traumatizing happening uh, uh, that you know took place with uh, George Floyd, which is in my opinion a life wasted. Around the world, people are talking about you know it had to happen so that people could be woken up. I really feel like it it didn't have to happen. You know it just shows that. Uh, the work that people were uh, working on in the 80s, 90s has still hasn't been resolved. And um I really want to take this to because as we are going into the last 10 minutes and taking on some comments from our listeners, I really want to get into some of the um some of the solutions that you know black people have been working on next to demonstrating uh, on social media, for instance, because those platforms are easy to be accessed by uh, individuals. People have been doing the hashtag boB uh, supporting your black owned business uh, you know implementing that um, pretty much awakening this type of desire as to hey, if we're in the system and they're going to look at us in some way because uh, no matter what happened we're always regarded as either a criminal or something else because of the color of our skin. Let's then start to refocus and empower our communities and uh, and do that. So, um, you know, which also makes us to run into a couple of problems such as uh, while we apply for work, you know, um, that is one uh, issue because people would often disregard us based on our color but not disregard um, um, their fellow white person, and this is actually backed up by research. You know that uh, uh, white people tend to associate their their people that they identify with with a more positive uh, story. I think I I shared uh, the other day a video that was made by a Dutch lady. You know who um, made some documentation surrounding the topic of black peat, which is zwarte uh, peat here in the Netherlands. Uh, For those of you who uh, really wonder what that is about, I would really recommend you look it up so that that uh, whole story, I could I could save some time and (laughs) to have you look that one up. But they did uh, this type of testing. You know, they did a test uh, between a white person, a northern African looking person and a black person. And the test was that, you know, all of them, um, uh, they put them in, in a case or situation where they were trying to break open. Um, uh, um uh, a bike a bike with a children's seat on it and then look at how random people in the park would react and funny thing is with the white person when people pass by and them later interviewing white people in the park that were passing by they'd be like oh yeah we understood he's probably a dad you know he's his his car just needs to be fixed blah 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 But with uh, the Northern African-looking person, some people uh, were really kind of looking strange. But when it happened with the Black person, so the Black person actually working on the bike to open the, 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 the lock, you had people filming him, people bringing out their telephones, asking him, what are you doing? The police came and stopped by twice. You know what I mean? So she really put this out to showcase that what Black people are saying is not nonsense. You know, they are not lies. Uh, Black people are not exaggerating. You know, it's absolutely uh, crazy. So these are one of the examples that uh, we can point out that happen in our society uh, uh, around the globe, just around the globe. And uh, with that said, I will connect it with with one question of our listeners, who is uh, Andrew Adams. Uh, His question is to all the panel. What's your take on optical tactics of white privilege supremacy, where a few Black people get to benefit from or given certain opportunities deliberately to make it look like white privilege isn't a real thing, Uh, i.e., oh, hey, we have a Black person on our team, um, so what you mean? If you qualified, you'll be here, too. What is your take on that?
2: I think that's that's Not all at once. That's <laughs> called the um, the token black person. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, it's it's compl- complicated because you uh, you've seen have seen videos of, for example, women that maybe are starting on their on an internship. On spaces and like the white people come and touch her hair, and you can see that she's uncomfortable. But she's just an intern, and um, this is an opportunity for her. Um, so it it comes between like the balance of like self-growth and the balance of like like your blackness being protected. Um, but I think that goes back to the connection of like if we have our own spaces where people can do their internships, where people can have access to these things, people, um, we don't have to be the token black person. We, we because it's it's not it's something that is very um, it's not black and white it, it we, I understand being in spaces that you have to deal with these microaggressions because you have to eat you have to pay your bills um, but it goes I think it goes back to the idea of if we have our own spaces our own institutions that um, stand up for who we are and what are our humanity then it can be easier because where where do we go when we we experience these things where do we go when when they um, use our own people to hold us out we don't we have no space to go but if you look at for example and this is not a um, justification of say xenophobia but if you look at China Chinese, the chinese have institutions if a chinese person comes to the netherlands it doesn't they don't go to the, the government they have their institutions okay you can get housing by a chinese person you can get a job by a chinese person they have institutions that protect them from these these issues um, okay. so yeah i think that goes back to the point of like we need to have our own institutions that don't have to we don't have to have to depend so much on on these, these white institutions Mm. Right. Yeah. Anyone else?
0: Another, <laughs> another question from uh, Andrew Adams. Um, let me see. Uh, to all the panel, what do you make of the indoctrination of kids back home in Africa, especially in rural areas? Who till date? See a white man and think they've seen salvation. What can we do to eradicate this mental slavery at the roots so that our next and, of course, current generation of Black people don't carry the mentality of being less of humans when they have to do anything with a white man included? And that's the bit of, you know, the Black people's problems that I really wanted to refer to is also, you know, the type of thinking that we have taken on ourselves. Nene, do you do you still, you know, as a Ghanaian, because you probably also experienced, especially back in the day that, you know, the white man was often regarded or connected with with wealth and uh, you can trust them and, and things like that. Do you still see that? And um, how how do you fight against that?
3: Well, um, that's that's for sure it's it's really evident when you go back uh, when you go to africa and then especially in the rural areas where they there's this saying that they said when you're when you're going to church and you see a white man you, sh- you have to return back home because you have met god and um yeah. that is yeah that is some kind of painting that I hadn't painted that that is that is the notion or that is the kind of um education that has been given to to um to the Africans back then or should I say to the generation back then and so it's 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 like um and I wouldn't say it's it's um started with the black but then it started with um the whites that you know visited Africa that went to Africa and the um the the manner and and way in which they they um they were able to um capitalize the mind of the black man and then also to influence and make them branded themselves in a certain way you know, to actually influence the dependency of the black man or of, of the black man on the white man. And so as as we're growing up, it, it's like, okay, um, we depend on the white man for almost everything, and um, the white man provides for us everything. That is more mo- that is more or less like we see um the white man is being branded as 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 a god. And um the way I think maybe we can actually um deal with this thing is actually providing um It's actually letting those people know their history, because now if you don't know who you are or you don't know where you're coming from, you don't you don't understand your root or you don't understand uh, who you are as a black man, you always depend on the other person because you first devalue yourself. So we first need to attack uh, the point where we need to actually place value on ourselves as black people. Because mm-hmm. it starts from there, and also how we we can actually develop that kind of mental uh, capability to 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 be able to withstand all um all all those um all those um, uh shall I say diluted that di- diluted education from from um from the white person, sorry to say the white person, but yeah I'm I'm just being real from the from the white person because right. we, we 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 always wanna we. we that is how we, we were trained, okay. Even it still exists up to now, up to date. That even almost, virtually, almost everything that we have to we have to do in Africa, it's more or less like the white person decides for us. Even uh, even the top, the top guys, the top guys in Africa, even it's more or less like the white person decides for them. And so yeah. it goes way down, way down to 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 the children, and the first thing is. Placing value on ourselves to know who we are. If you don't understand where you are coming from, or if you don't understand who you are as a black person, you will never get to appreciate who you really are. And and it's like you get blown by every um, every every decision made by the white person or, or so. So yeah, for me, I think with with this, it has to it has to start from within, we ourselves. It has to start yeah. from educating the young ones. You know, history-wise, let them understand the kind of people, the value, like how valuable they are. Uh, Let them understand their worth, because then if they understand their worth, it's 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 a for me. I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. So till we are able to, we are able to invade their minds to you know educate them to make them understand the black identity. We're still going to be captured. We're still going to. To it's we're still going to be um, in that state of mental slavery, yeah. We're still going to be in that state of mental slavery. So it, it, it is we attacking the minds, making them understand they are worth as black person or making them know who they are. And in a way, you know, we can also talk about black supremacy, yeah. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah, did you did you did you guys follow the Terry Crews uh, comment that he made on mm-hmm. Twitter? <laughs> I,
2: I, I still, I've
0: seen some videos from Breakfast Left uh, dropping by. I still need to dive into that, but there is uh, he has some friction going on. Uh, I think, I think that definitely. <laughs> um, before we round up, because uh, time is far spent I think this would re- really be good to take this on to another uh, segment of Let's Chat Africa. And where we could really go into, you know, what are some of the changes that we could implement as a community, you know, where we can start small and, you know, let it grow in a a bigger in a bigger route. Uh, The reason why I say that is because um, a lot of, you know, people that are uncomfortable with these changes would uh, uh, mention, oh, go back to Africa. Or, you know, because that is that is really um, uh, something that is often said, go back to Africa, go back to Africa. But if we are realistically speaking, it's not everyone's desire to go back uh, to Africa. You know, you have many that are willing and are many that are contemplating and planning, but some really look to uh, build their lives wherever they are outside of the continent. And um, uh, many people say, you know, then we have to start doing it like the chinese work on our community start building our businesses start making our own education start putting things in place the other one says you know what it's it's time that we often travel back to the continent to have some ideas um could each of you share a bit of what are some of the changes that we we as young global africans could could start making before we uh, wrap it up
2: um. I, I okay. <laughs> I think uh, again. I think it is the idea of creating our own our own institutions. I think Africa should become a refuge for Black people, and that doesn't literally mean that we all have to move back. But if there are issues for for against Black people, Africa should be like, hey, you guys are hurting my people. Watch out! Like I'm a political power that you guys don't want to mess with the same way China's with its people, Africa should have that same voice. Yeah. And I think the way that we do that as young people is start creating institutions like here in Europe and connecting them back to, yeah. to the continent. How can we create um, these institutions, change education? How can we provide knowledge? How can we provide like um, a connection, like through business, through entrepreneurship, through yeah. politics that goes beyond the institutions of, 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 of the NGOs or the, the um, white politicians. So yeah, I think starting to create ideas, starting to create spaces that allow Africa to grow into a refuge for black people globally. I think that should be our main focus um, as young people.
1: Hmm. All right. Um, okay. Um, so Liz, Liz said, um, black people, we need, you know, uh, Africa should be, uh, let's say, a place for us. Uh, here, you know, here, here's also one, um, one misconception or a or, or misunderstanding where it also, again, it's kind of like um, it pushes the conversation into a different realm where we just don't need it to be. When we say, when we refer to people as black people, like for instance, when we refer to Chinese, because there is a China, and China has institutions somewhere for Chinese people, we refer to them as Chinese people. When it comes to black people, we want to say black people, but where is black land? Right? So (laughs) it's, when we start referring to those of african diaspora as africans then we can make a call to africa to create institutions for these africans everywhere else because when we go black people black people yeah where is you know it's it's, it's like where are where's negro land you know <laughs> oh, so it's 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 it's, you know, for me, it starts with these things, redefining um, our definitions, the uh, the words that we use within um, the spaces and areas. I mean, if you're at home and you're talking, fine, we understand each other. But when we understand or when we see the problem as a as a um, as a as an issue of. All people. Then we really have to be specific with the terms um, that we use. Again, I refer to black people as Africans. From a Pan-Africanist point of view, we are all Africans, and we had this was our, I think the last topic that we had here uh, with the Let's Chat Africa, right? So I was uh, you know we are all Africans. So then upon that notion, we can call upon Africa. To create, I mean, you know, these are Africans, whether they're Dominicans, whether they're um, um, in Jamaicans, whether the Surinams. These, these are Africans. They're home. They come from Africa. These are Chinese. China, do it. Um, these are Russians. Everywhere else, Russia, come. You know, come for your people. That's you know, um, and these are Europeans. England, um, um, however, United States is as now. They know the English people. Right. So that tie within um between um England, Great Britain, and the United States is always going to, because that's where they come from. You know, from Europe. They are Europeans as well. Um, but again, black people, not black people, Africans. Um that's that's one. And um the 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 the, the next thing I was there is um back to the comments or the question from andrews when he was specifically and i like his question or how he phrases his question because within this question is already telling you the focus points of um let's say uh let's say the thought process of um you know um figuring the answer to the to the problem or well, this you know it's kind of a rhetorical but it's you know he still asked the question and he's saying so they have seen salvation or Um, Till date, people see in Africa the white men and they think they have seen salvation. Um, Our brother Nene also confirmed that by saying, When you've seen the white men, you have seen God. Within which um, aspect of life do we refer to a God? That's within our spirituality. I had a conversation with one of my other brothers, um, and he was saying, You know, the thing that the white men came to Africa when um, he came to or destruct, um, destroy Africa with, one, take away their spirituality or take away their God, and then also take away their resources. Those were the only t- two things. So, and I followed up, follow up with the question, so how would you repair Africa? And then he started with all these other means, you know, protests and this and that. And I go, wait, if they only use two, um, um, two means or two goals to, de- to destroy uh, uh, um, uh, a nation or a group, why would you, wouldn't you use those two same goals to restore them? So I would say the answer to that is also restore the spirituality. And I think uh, Nene was also referring to that of you know, uh, giving them back their own identity. For me, it goes further or it goes deeper, specific to give them back their spirituality and then also leave their resources for them without any you know influence or um or um, um, through any other political um political uh um, measures give them give them back their 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 um, spirituality um dr Uma Johnson would say when you go to every other nation in the world their God looks like them their God comes from their own specific group the christians have um the the europeans or the Romans had their uh, Roman Catholics or their their um, Catholic uh, um, Christian religion, where their Mary was white, their Jesus was white, and all those things. Why do we as Africans have to accept this as our religion when our God, Jesus, is their God, doesn't look anything like them? And again, we we you know um, back to Nene, we can also say give them back their identity. But when you when um, why. Um, how would you give back their identity while still maintaining their spiritual or the, the other God that does not look like you? It's like the Netherlands, we say, it's like dweelen met open. It's like you mop in the floor while the uh, um, the uh, um, the tap uh, is still um, turned. Like you are not going to succeed anywhere. So we have to identify those things that have doctrinated or indoctrined us to think or to feel inferior in a way, whether spiritual, mental, um, physical, whatever that is, and then we can fix it. And um, it, to include that black supremacy um, comment that you made, then we can uh, in, include or use that black supremacy to restore whatever that has been broken, um, broken down um, within us as a nation. I think that sums up what I had to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Um one one of us one of us haven't said one. Is it is it yes? Yeah, I or this? have. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. Well, with with addressing such issue, um, I actually want to first um start with the pandemic that is, corona pandemic. You know, it's something unexpected and something that happened, and um, you know, we quickly found measures to it. Okay, but what is happening to the black man, or what is happening today to the black person, is uh, was already existing. Okay, it's it's not any new pandemic. But then the question is, what are the measures that were put in place? What measures were put in place to protect the lives of the black person, of the black people? Sorry, you know. So, as um Donny you, Donny you try to um solve it from a from a religious perspective, okay. But I I also believe that. Um, if the black, if the black, uh, if the, if the, if Africans, okay, we have a body, you know, a strong body that could actually protect the lives of Africans wherever they are and in spite of um, their nationality, I think that that can actually help, that can actually help uh, care um, this problem that is actually ongoing with racism and all that and also institutions. Just as um, Liz said, you know, having strong institutions established by the black man, you know, by the African community. We have the strong institutions in place and then creating networks for ourselves. And I believe it be very much easy to actually, you know, um, educate the masses through that because then they have something tangible to hold on to. They have t- something tangible that influences them. They have t- something tangible that actually um, they know will protect them when something comes up and uh, they know who to depend on, and it wouldn't have to be dependency on um, the other, but then they know something of their own. They, they know that they have something of their own they can they can actually go back to depend on. They have something on their own that actually, uh, you know, defines a certain conf- level of confidence in them, and I believe with that, yeah, we, sh- we should be able to uh, curb such... Uh, what is going on the issue of racism and, and all that yeah
0: yeah definitely um there are so many things that we've said in like i said this deserves a part two <laughs> because uh people are fuming still in the comments uh, shout out to andrew adams i mean he comes with some good questions you know that we could really uh, uh touch on uh, he has a question regarding you know could there really be a united states of africa and uh, also um, also about you know the governmental institutions you know copying a western approach whether that really works um, I think I'm going to take this question on to to the next the part two where we we still have to decide on which date that particularly will would be uh, but we should definitely come back to it because I think it's really important that um, for Wherever our global Africans are out there in the world, that we could start, you know, implementing change with us, you know, whether that be from a business approach, whether that be from an educational approach, um, you know, us giving um, schooling or teaching from from a house, while aside from the white men's education, our kids can also get some black history. You know, indoors, you know, and if that is the case, what do we teach our children and, and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I personally think, uh, and this is just my uh, personal approach, that the the topic, and, and this is something that I've gotten through one of the videos I, I watched from Dr. Umar Johnson, Minister Farrakhan, and other, you know, um, leaders of Black community that also happen to be religious leaders, is that it's hard to tell a person, oh, the religion that you have is through um, uh, some type of brainwash. It is really hard because within that, choosing your religion, everybody is free to pick on whatever they, they can. You know, However, when it comes to what we can do for our political environment, economic environment, and things, there are things that we could really unite on in spite of the religion that we have. And it's almost the same as what Byron said at the beginning, he even had people of his same faith coming to him and saying, I never was aware that I had some r- underlying racism, you know? So that also gives points out to say that people could be of the same religion, but they could be fighting each other on the area of economics, politics, or environment or society, you get what I mean? So I really think that it has to do with if we can get education or some good uh, consistent information about who we are, you know, what could be effective? What what could we do to empower ourselves, create business among us? What could we do if we have a group of uh, Africans living in New York or something? What could we do to make sure if one travels that we don't access the business that, you know, is, <laughs> let me just say white men's business, but we access the business and the connections from our uh, fellow black ones. I really think that we could, we could sit and think of some, Ideas on that. Um, before we round up, I really, really would like to thank a couple of our engaging listeners. Oh my gosh, Richie AT, you should come back more often because you had time. I mean, he 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 really uh, commented on a lot of things that uh, that we were talking about. It's also his take on if is there a United Africa Unite nation possible. He said, not in this lifetime, perhaps after we have come and gone. Twice is when that information would take place. Shout out to you, Richie A.T., and I am going to note down your questions and comments so that we can handle that for the part two of this uh, panel discussion. Uh, also, what he mentioned is Africa feeds the world. Western economies depend heavily on Africa, and yet they have very little regard for us as a people, and that has to stop. I, I would agree with him on uh, on that one. Shout out to Kwabna Obed, who says, great discussion. I am enjoying it. And um, also, there was another one, uh, a lady uh, who goes by the name of Grace. Grace Edu, also a shout out to you. Hopefully, you can get to join us uh, for our next panel discussion on this uh, topic. And of course, Byron uh, Kwaning, who also... Liz, you have a lot of support... Winning. You you have it oh so, Quenning, yes, Byron Quenning. Uh Liz, you have a lot of supporters that you know really are like-minded when it comes to your uh standpoint, and also to note out uh, this is not to uh rub each other's opinions against each other, but really uh, uh engage in conversation and help us to continue to collaborate. Also, Gio Nana Antonio. Uh, I am also going to take on your question for the next discussion, which we will announce on the High Radio uh, social media platforms, so that we could come back to it and again really implement change, uh, uh, also uh, in a way that we could empower each other and become global Africans that could bring about the change that Kwame Nkrumah has been, you know, had been had been fighting for. Um, all of you, I would really like to know uh, where can people find you online on social media. I think I have a panel that's quite on the down low when it comes to, to social media, <laughs> but but please do share if you're, if you're anywhere on. Uh, Liz, on to you.
2: Um Yes, so um, I think on Instagram and on Facebook, you can find me on Liz Camellia. Um, yeah, but I'm very, very low. I don't, I use it mostly to engage. I don't really post a lot, but yeah, that's definitely gonna change. But let's let's Camellia on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for that. What about you,
0: Nene? You're also undercover. Only your Facebook.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm on Instagram and then also on Facebook, Nene Macrich.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's it. But I'm not really active um on those platforms. It's just when I have to um be involved in a discussion like as this. That's right. what I'm, yeah
0: right what is it with people that like to discuss things they just don't like to be out there in the open I think that's what it is really really and also Donnie he's also you know low-key man
1: uh, I'm, well it's not hard to find me I'm in the streets no, just okay. <laughs> um, but otherwise you can find me on uh, I think LinkedIn LinkedIn is the best place to actually uh, find me just D Addison Um, Facebook I might come back on Facebook because it's also helpful to um, to have me tagged in the high radio um, um, whilst broadcasting so I might come back on Facebook for that Um, but yeah I mean I mean that's it Um, you know just catch me outside. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> on that note, I would like to thank you, thank you Liz Camelia for uh, taking the time out in your studies uh, for to engage with us. And uh, definitely, I can't wait to have you on the next uh, discussion where we're going to continue on uh, on this topic. And uh, Nene, also thank you. This is your, your first time being on here. I'll be happy to welcome you uh, next time around, uh, of course and also on to you donnie my uh, mm-hmm. co-host who's uh who's here all the time to uh talk to the most I-, I-, I mean impressive people all around the world that are making a change for africa i mean it's it's been very exciting thank you for listening, listening to africa on, on focus we air live every sunday on high radio from 7 p.m Amsterdam time join the africa on focus platform on facebook instagram and twitter at africa on focus or visit www.africaunfocus.com And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss
2: Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.